Welcome to the People First Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the People First Podcast. My name is Devin Williams. I'm the co-founder and president of People First Professionals. And as a father of two young children, you know, something we haven't talked about enough, and I say shame on me and the EQ community, you know, People First Professionals, we focused a lot on the application of emotional intelligence into the professional life. But what I've said and what I've found personally is, you know, EQ is something that will cross all the fabrics of your your life. And that, of course, includes the personal. And so I'm really excited today to talk about the topic of parenting with EQ. And we're joined by TV, who we got connected through a a PFP event out in Dallas a, a little while back. And you know, we had a great conversation over at the bar, really sharp dressed guy. So TV, you know, he reads, he leads a marketing firm. So he was with rockstar.marketing, working with a lot of SMBs on different marketing campaigns, strategies, and initiatives. But selfishly, what drew us to this discussion is TV also writes about parenting on his website, tv.mx, where he talks a lot about his journey around parenting two young daughters, what he's learned, uh, things where he skinned his knees along the way. uh, And a lot of the applications are around emotional intelligence. So TV, I'm so excited to finally be broaching some of the topics directly into the personal life around emotional intelligence. So can't thank you enough for being here. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to share what I can. Well, I think it's going to be powerful. And, you know, maybe if we could start from the beginning with, you know, some of the conversation that you and I had when we were preparing for this, you know, you told, you told a pretty impactful story about your own kind of realization about being intentional about parenting and leveraging tools like emotional intelligence to do so ultimately to create the best possible life for your children, which I, I absolutely love it. So maybe we could start there, TV. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that moment of realization that occurred within you as a parent and when you started applying EQ intentionally to parenting? Um, Unfortunately, when the huge realization happened after the failure of my marriage, after my divorce, um, given the fact that I was going to see my daughters every other weekend, due to the divorce, um, the scarcity um, prompted me to really take a, a more intentional approach to parenting as opposed to um, just happenstance uh, because I didn't have them as much every week weekend that I had them had to be very intentional very um, I had ideas that I wanted to present to them uh, activities and whatnot um, so that was the the impetus behind being more intentional um, as far as emotional intelligence it came as I was doing my own work uh, and realizing uh, how much growth I needed to, to make to be become a better human being and thus become a better father. And then realizing that this is a skill and awareness that I would love for my daughters to have, because if I could have them understand these concepts at an early age when they're not even going to question it, then what could they do in their 20s and 30s without this this baggage? And with the awareness of what's possible by just being more aware of what's out there in the world and having that emotional intelligence. Yeah. So a bit of a, 
a forced realization for, for better, for worse, they, they came in, you know, juggling being an entrepreneur, um, you know, two young children and how to be the best father, ultimately finding your way to emotional intelligence. So what's the, what are some of the benefits been TV for, for yourself, for your daughters, for the relationship with your daughters? Like how is, how is this intentionality and this focus that you've taken, how is it showing up in that life with your family? Um, I think it just comes down to having better conversations with them in a, a much more transparent way. Um, I started talking to them about these concepts around just knowing that they don't know everything, that nobody knows everything, that we're all kind of mindlessly walking around the world figuring things out as best we can and that sometimes we are we we can be wrong um so we started those conversations early on as, as soon as they could speak to uh make them aware that they're fallible all these things that are emotional intelligence encompasses and as they would get older the conversations started to become deeper and more involved and encompass others and understanding that other people as well are going through their own troubles and their own traumas and they can have some sympathy and not be so um, so mean even as children, you know, they tend to be a little mean because they're figuring out the world. They don't know what 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 things mean, but being more empathetic of others because they, uh, their friends, their peers, their teachers, their everyone around them is going through something. And it's just that continued conversation and understanding as they got older, um, it, I, it ultimately, I, in my opinion, helped create good human beings, which is my end goal as a father. If I can help create good human beings through these conversations, then it benefits everyone, including myself as their father, who's trying to do the best that they can. Amen, brother. And, you know, you mentioned a few things, richer conversations with your your children, which I think every parent would would love an improvement there selfishly. But for your children, you know, an improved self-awareness, empathy of others, uh, a maturization process into really strong women. Yeah. You know, one thing you didn't mention there that I'm curious, and I know, I know I'm leading the witness a little bit here, but mm -hmm. what about their confidence levels? You know, that's something okay. as a father of a young daughter, I know that that is something that um, the female race and gender faces a lot in the working mm -hmm. environment today. You know, how's that shown up for your daughters with this emotional intelligence and the self-awareness, you know, their confidence as young women? Um, I really, and I'm, I'm pretty biased, but I believe that, that they have this incredible self-esteem and self-confidence that has been able, that I've been able to nurture through emotional intelligence. And something that I, <clears throat> I know I mentioned to you in the, in the previous conversation, I, uh, I'm pretty passionate about the spoken word art, um, the, the, the practice of spoken word poetry. Uh, I got them involved in that, which helped me even emphasize and teach emotional intelligence even more um, because I got them to participate in a the Dallas Youth Poets here in Dallas when they were too young to even participate, but we showed up and they were allowed to participate. Um, in doing so, allowed them to see other teenagers slightly older than them at the time um, share their stories and them realizing that just as I had spoken earlier that everyone's going through something and 
hearing this, the stories of trauma being shared by others and having the confidence to stand up in front of a group of people, in front of their peers and share these pieces that in some cases were heart-wrenching. Um, despite that trauma, they were able to stand up and share those pieces. My daughter started to also step into that space as well. And we use spoken word as another instrument to further grow that confidence to be able to stand in front of others, share what may or may be going on in their lives that is less than ideal and know that they their voice has power and in, in the process of all that, increase self-confidence um, to where they can, just the mere fact that they can stand up and share anything in front of a group of people can be difficult for most. But on top of that, share things that are obviously less than ideal. That to me is, is powerful. And that self-confidence is a key to it all. And uh, knowing that others are also going through it makes it even easier because we're all just sharing our own story. So the voice has power and this, it's a beautiful thing. Confidence is at the, at the crux of it. Yeah, I, I love that you you shared that, your personal passion and, and how you use that as a developmental opportunity. You knew it was going to challenge your daughters. You knew it was going to require courage and compassion. Uh, and it sounds like it's just been a, a tremendous effort that's really paid dividends. So I, I applaud you for, for doing creative things like that, that challenges both us as the parent as well as our children. I wish, I wish all of that, all of us as parents did more of that. So you know, we talked a little bit about your realization, which was, you know, born out of a, a tough situation, but, you know, you overcame it, you started approaching, you know, parenting with this intentional kind of EQ mindset that we talked about how it's shown up for your daughters with things like confidence, self-awareness, right? <laughs> I, I want to play this back for my five-year-old daughter in a few years and, and let her know that there are other young girls out there that are wrong once in a while <laughs> that might blow her mind. <laughs> But, you know, just I think things that we, any of us as parents would would love to see that type of growth and development in our children. So hopefully we're compelling some of our listeners to action or at least exploration around how emotional intelligence can play out for you as a parent and your children. So on that path, TV, maybe we could wrap up with, you know, you've been on this journey for a while. I'm sure it hasn't always been perfect days and, you know, sunshine and roses. So what are some of those lessons learned, those skin knees and those stub toes along this journey that you want to share with another parent that's maybe thinking about bringing elements of emotional intelligence into their parenting sphere? You know, what are resources that were really helpful for you, tips or tricks or lessons learned that you wish somebody else had shared? Um, tips, tricks for me, like this is especially as a divorced father, but I'm sure, uh, parents who are uh, happily married will also benefit is what I would do every weekend after they left. Um, and for parents, I guess it would be check in with yourself and with each other and give yourself a report card, an honest report card of how things are going or how things for me was that weekend. <clears throat> if I had adventures planned and had conversations, I wanted to, to touch on, did we have them? How well did they go? What could I have done better? Uh, analyze moments where maybe I wasn't happy with the way some things went or the way they were behaving towards each other um, and figuring out a tactical approach to it. Like, hey, we need to have a conversation around that, that idea. Maybe I heard my daughter 
being rude to the waiter or being uh, in some way just a not kind individual, like speaking to her directly about why we should respect everyone and respect people that serve us, you know. Um, but I would always take that approach of like, how did I do this weekend? What could I have done better? What could be a way uh, to try to teach that concept or improve that behavior? Um, and <clears throat> the last piece to that, and this is something that I'm, uh, I do a lot, is what could I do? What can I change in myself to model that behavior? Um, I found that, and this is with regards even just specifically to emotional intelligence, is if I become a emo more emotionally intelligent, emotionally aware human being, they're inevitably going to pick up on it subconsciously and consciously and be able to mirror and mimic that behavior because that's what they're doing. They're, they're learning all their values and beliefs and everything around that based on us because we are the model for that. So if I can model that change that I would like for them to model, what can I do? Uh, how could I lead that and be the leader in the family? To me, that was, that's always been one of my biggest things. What can I change or what am I not doing that I could do better to make sure that they pick it up intuitively and not with me just saying, hey, here's a new rule. From now on, we always speak kindly to the, to the, to the waiters or the waitresses. That, although that can work, I think it's uh, ultimately just personal accountability to make sure that it's being followed. Um, and that's probably be the biggest tip is always making sure that you check in with yourself and, and look in the mirror and say, what could I do better? And then obviously being honest with the way they're being and what uh, you may or may not have done and ways to have direct conversations. Because I've found that uh, because I've had these personal, deep, honest conversations with them since they were young, we have like some honesty. We have some transparency to where they know if I'm talking about this, it must be a problem. And they truly listen and then we're able to make changes. Yeah, I love the personal accountability piece because what I what I don't want listeners coming away from is, you know, is thinking that we can preach but not emulate EQ and expect exactly. it to be successful with our children. Correct. Right. Yeah. And and time and time again in all of these conversations that we've had with all the different guests. This concept of a report card, of accountability, of tracking yourself, being honest with yourself continues to come up. And so I love mm. that you brought that point up as well, because, you know, think about it to our listeners. You know, if if you're to TV's example about being uh, kind or or disrespectful to somebody that's at a serve staff, a waitress, a bartender, whatever, mm -hmm. If your children see you treat another human being with disrespect in a service capacity, mm -hmm. you have now given them the thumbs up that it's that's how you're supposed to act. They're to, yes. to TV's point that they're going to emulate that behavior. But if you are leading from the front, right, and being the example, they're going to follow that example and they're going to see that that is how a strong man, a strong woman, a strong individual conducts themselves with other people with respect. So I love that we can't just put this on our kids, right? We've got to lead from the front and we've got to live this every day. And some sort of check and balances, I think is a key way to get there. So TV really words of wisdom, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that. If I can add one more thing, and this is Please. something I started doing in the last couple of years is um, we, we would have like, almost quarterly check-ins with each other. Like, all right, actually I call them more of a state of the union, state of the family, uh, sit down and we'd have a conversation about like, all right, here's some things that 
that we're doing great as a family, blah, blah, blah. And then here's some things where we can improve on. And this is what I see from you. And this is what I see from you, Anna. Um, and then, and then I learned this when I was in a, ma a manager, because I was a, a retail manager in retail management. I remember learning this. It's like then turning it around, like, all right, daughters, what do you think I could do better? What do you see that I'm not, uh, where, where could I improve and where could I support you in a much uh, fulfilling manner, uh, richer way than I am now? Feel free to share. And being on it, like, look, you can tell me anything. I may not agree with it, but I want to hear the truth. And like turning it around, let them know that their voice does ultimately and truthfully have power within the family and that you're willing to take risks. I mean, wow. To the parents out there, how many times have you told your children, right, that they have a voice, that their opinion matters? But how many times have you showed them? Yeah. Like what TV just brought up, that is an example of showing them that I too am fallible. I too am on a path of improvement and betterment. And I need your help in, in identifying those areas and those gaps. And just think about how, like live in that moment for a second yeah. as a parent and think about how powerful that is to your children to see that fallibility, that modesty, and that, that genuine caring for their opinion, uh, for their feedback, for their sometimes even criticism. And that- yes. And I know TV didn't say this, but I know he, he, he absolutely was assuming it. When you have those discussions, actually listen. <laughs> Don't listen to respond, right? Yeah, Actively yeah, yeah. listen to what they are saying uh, or, else, or else, unfortunately, that entire exercise is going to go yeah. kaput. It's going to be dead on arrival, right? Yeah, and you'll lose their trust. I think ultimately a lot of the problems that we have inside the families is as the years wear on and they become teenagers, the trust has fallen apart. Um, yeah. and if you, if you create these moments and then you don't nurture that, that communication and you fail at it, you will lose the trust. And then once that's gone then everything else becomes difficult, trust is the key. Yeah. Well, TV, this is just so awesome. And look, we barely scratched the surface. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's so many different resources out there. I would encourage our listeners to go check out, uh, TV's blog and some of the different things that he's sharing on tv.mx around this particular topic. There's a great book that I was introduced to that's more on you know, the psychological side of this called The Whole Brain Child that mm. talks a lot about how the brain develops over the different phases of youth, um, how the different elements of emotion show up across that development and how we as parents can leverage emotional intelligence to properly uh, help and guide the, our children along that path that's also in line with how their brain is developing. And mm -hmm. so we're not asking them to do you know, more than maybe they're really capable of doing just yet. So those are a couple of resources I would encourage everybody to check out. You know, please check out peoplefirstprofessionals.org for more information on the online community, the newsletter, which will encapsulate some of what we talked about here with TV today, uh, videos, podcast content. Check us out on anywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, et cetera. But we'll hope to either see you next time on the next podcast or check us out on the website. Go visit TV and some of the great greatness that he's putting out into the universe. We could all use more of it. And TV, thank you again so much for being a part of the discussion today. Thank you for having me a part to be a part of it. It's, been, it's a fantastic conversation. Too bad it can't be longer. <laughs> That's right. Forever. 
That's right. That's right. If we could get people's attention to hold a little bit longer, but maybe next time, maybe we'll get you for an AMA. There you go. I love it. All right, folks. Well, until the next time, make it a great day. We appreciate you.